Snap Studios. Snap Judgment Studios. When the demons name their king, the angels all rebelled to sing, and all the dark they bathed in light. So half is day, and half is night. You're listening to Spooked. Stay tuned. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step Judgment is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car Save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. From KQED and PRX, you've crossed over to Spooked. Back in the day, for a few years, I just kind of wandered all over the world, doing part-time jobs, sleeping on friends' couches. I didn't know what I was looking for. Didn't have a lot of money for lunch or the train fare or whatever. But still, I always allowed myself one splurge. Books. I love books. I do the smell, the bindings, the stories, the knowledge. I've purchased Buddhist texts in Korea, books on flower arranging, stacks, stacks of classic science fiction and fantasy. I bought books in Braille, and I can see just fine. I just like touching them. New books, old books, whole collections from a Japanese flea market. A secret, forbidden book chronicling the political history of Malaysia. Collected notes of Charles Darwin, slave journals in Taiwan. I find an aged Chinese volume detailing the acupuncture meridians of the body in extraordinary detail. It was last printed over a hundred years ago. And because I don't have a home or whatever, I pack these treasures away. I send them to my mama's place in Grand Rapids, Michigan for safekeeping. Hundreds of books, each one with their own story of how they were bought, bartered, bet, or traded for. And they're packed away as gifts to an older me because I have a vision for I am content, happy, gray-haired, wandering through a library of my own creation, reading sometimes by myself, sometimes out loud to my loved ones. And I see this place. I see this clearly as I see my own hands. I know that someday I want my children, my children's children, their children in turn to know they can walk through many worlds 
They can press through time and space if they learn to love these books as much as I do. And one day I'm sitting eating an apple, minding my own business when I get a call from my mama. She's a deeply religious woman. Son, me and the ladies, we got to divine. And the church ladies, I hear them in the background clapping and praying. Divine it. That's right. He says the devil, the devil, up in my house. Hmm. The devil, huh? Really? That's right. The devil in my home, walking around on my clean kitchen floor. We follow his cloven hooves right through the house, over the rug, down the stairs, to see from which the evil sprang. Mm-hmm. And you know what we discover right on top of your pile of papers, Mama? Mother. Satanic verses. Satanic verses. How you gonna bring the verses of the devil into my Christian home? Mom, um, Satanic verses is, is not what you think it is. It's a book by Simon Rushdie, and he wrote, I know what the verses of Satan are, boy. And your Satanic verses are gonna burn just like the rest of these books. Mama, 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 leave the books alone. You can have Satanic verses. Take it. I don't even like that book, but just leave everything else alone. It's got the same taint. It's going to burn the same holy fire. I just thought I'd let you know. Mama, leave my books alone. Goodbye, son. Mother. Mother. Mama. Mother. I call back. I call back again and again. And then I'm, it's like I'm standing. I'm standing in the middle of this vision of my beautiful library as it burst into flame. Feel the heat on my skin. The smoke burns my eyes. I don't call her anymore. I don't wonder if she did it. I can almost hear her Satan laughing. Laughing. And then, after a good long while, I start laughing too. to us from the other side of the world, Durban, South Africa. Where Austin Francis and his dad, they're close, they're tight. And Austin's dad, he's the real adventurous type, not afraid of anything. Austin wants to be just like him, but he's about to learn how much there is to be scared of in this world. Spooked.
my dad was basically a very strong man. He was an oak. He was the strength of our family. He loved birds. He loved wild birds of South Africa. And he used to go out collecting birds. In the sense, trapping them, swapping them out with his friends in the bird club. That was his passion, his birds. He built himself a massive aviary. It was in the backyard, a, a massive walk-through aviary. And he used to go out like 4, 4 a.m. just to catch the first flock of birds that's coming in to feed on a grassland or on a farmer's patch. I only went to do this with my dad one time and I think I must have been 10 or 11 year old. It was cool going with my dad out in the dark and not knowing where we're going. I knew we were going to catch birds but I never knew the destination. He knew exactly where to park, which fence to cross how far in into the field he would go and perch, wait, set up his bird cages. He was just running back and forth, removing the birds from the trap, putting them in another cage, and we waited. And it went on until we had like about two cages full of wild yellow-eyed finches. It was an adventure for me. It was a little boy's adventure. Hey, we're out here in the countryside and, and we're doing cowboy stuff, I think. You know? It was cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, I was enjoying the uh, the darkness and, and, and I love the stars. It was amazing until first light. and then I realized I was on someone's farm. It was a ginger farm and when you dug your hands into the ground you could pick up ginger roots and at first light I realized that we were illegally on someone's farm catching birds. No, so that was my dad. He'd go all out for his birth. He would cross a river just to set up his trap cages to catch birds. That's how he was. When I was about 23, my dad used to have these night shadows.
and our house was basically silent nobody snored and uh, it was a quiet house and then my dad would scream yell and that would you know shake the house up and we'd all jump out of bed to see what's going on and he'd be yelling in his sleep it scared both myself and my sibling they were like horrified what's wrong with dad is is he ill or or why is he screaming like this and it went on for a while uh, and he never spoke of it it sort of bugged me because i needed to know what the hell was going on the fact that i wanted to know it lingered in my mind all the time but in an indian household it was just taboo for for kids to ask the adult question you know Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays were leisure days for me, myself and my friend. We'd go out clubbing. We used to club a lot. One night, I came home just after one in the morning. I fell asleep. and i heard my dad uh, yelling he started screaming and yelling his screams were fearful as if he was being harmed or he was afraid of something uh, i sensed uh, that something was was terribly wrong it was not just a, a bad dream something was disturbing and i thought i should stand up for him i usually sleep with a pocket bible on my bed my hand reached instinctively for the bible and it was like here i go i'm on this mission to confront whatever or whoever was hurting my dad It's like I knew what I needed to do without thinking about it. I step out of my room. What caught my my eye was a green luminous light that was coming from the lounge. I take two steps into the living room and on my right perched within the light was this creature He was a big guy he was a big muscular guy he had the body of a man but his face was was that of of a beast pointy ears yeah pointy ears yellowish teeth sharp teeth His eyes were yellowish with red outlining. 
he had green scaly skin you could clearly see his scaly skin he had long dusty nails and he had a goldish bracelet on from his shoulder to his elbow a full long bracelet it had some kind of engravings on it there were a little twirly kind of stuff that was on that bracelet which i could not identify i could see his breath if the lounge was so cold it was a summer night the house was not cold we didn't have any air conditioning the the lounge was cold because of him When I stepped into that living room, uh, I caught his attention, and he stared me down from head to toe and and looked at me. I had the Bible clutched in my right hand and to my side, and then he looked at the direction of where my dad was sleeping, through the wall that divided the living room from my dad's bedroom. and when he stared in that direction my dad began to yell and scream in my normal state of mind i would have brought the house down you know i would have sworn jewish languages my mom would hate but that night felt different i was so cool collective and knew that i had to do this in order for me to get to him i had to pass a a couch that was between us a long couch and i walked around the couch to approach where he was he stopped and looked at me and he started to snarl and grimace the much way a wild animal that that was cornered by hunters or something would snarl to threaten you as if i'd hurt you i'd kill you or i would attack you i stopped halfway He probably thought that I'm no threat to him and he continued to uh, stare to his left uh, at the wall where my dad was sleeping. It was as though he could see my dad through that wall and when he did that my dad instantly yelled all over again. to think that something like this was was affect my dad my hero you know i i was i was upset i was livid i had to take that thing on i continued towards him and i walked around the couch no qualms about it i walked straight up to him and i looked at him straight in the eye He snarled at me as if uh, in, in a threatening manner and showed me his ugly teeth and I didn't care because I was willing to sacrifice myself for my dad. 
I just stated I plead the blood of Jesus and I touched him on, on his thigh with the Bible. I heard a singe, you know, much the way you take a hot iron and, and mark a cow or something and it singed. And it, it, it yelped as if in pain. And the lights gradually closed in on him. Sucked him in. And shut. That was it. He was gone. My dad stopped screaming. I walked to my dad's room and he was quiet and I placed the Bible on his side pedestal and I just touched his forehead to see if he was okay. My dad slept soundly. He was, he was fine. I felt immediate change in our lives because if, if my dad is fine, everything is good. We, we, we're good. And I went off to my room. I slept like a baby. And uh, woke up the next morning in shock. Like, what just happened? My dad was having breakfast at around 9 a.m. or so. And I walked up to him and said, Dad, are you okay? He said, yeah. What happened this morning, last night? And then he says, uh, son, every night there's this green guy that's sitting on my chest and squeezing my throat. And I finished off his, his, his statement and said, uh, green guy, pointy ears, gold bracelet on his arm and my dad's jaw dropped. And he said, what? what? And I said, dad, I confronted him this morning. And he left his breakfast. He said, let's go to my room. He said, get me my diary from the from the book stand. He opened his diary and he said, this guy. And I said, yeah, that's him. And my dad has been making sketches of him. Every time he had confrontation or nightmares, he would sketch him. At first, they were rough sketches. My dad was, was just trying to remember what, what this demon looked like and he would sketch, you know, make wild sketches. I was in awe and uh, I looked at the sketches rather in, in depth. He did a sketch of the demon with a bird on the left hand side f- flying away, flying off. And then there's this, like three more or four more sketches of the demon. And the sketches were getting closer each day until his final sketch. 
final sketch of the demon was like sort of a bust version just the shoulders and chest you could see his pointy ears a sharp teeth and and his and its eyes the demonic looking eyes and I tapped my finger on this diary and I said that's him he said just that's him that was him and my dad was he stood there in shock in, in total shock in he never thought that i uh, or anyone else would would have experienced this thing and uh, i said dad he won't be bothering you anymore i was quite confident in myself and uh, it was it was a real really good good feeling The next day my mom decided to call the pastor over to shed some light on the incident. I gave him the entire rundown and he listened uh, carefully and his conclusion was that that the holy spirit came over me to protect my dad which explains why I was so calm. and uh, i did not freak out in any way and why i clutched the bible it sounded a bit corny to me it wasn't what i wanted to hear his explanation didn't didn't quite gel with me this was something that i was uh, i was waiting for and all this while that my dad was having the night terrors uh, it, it it grew on me it, it stayed on my mind that i need to know who or what is bothering my dad and and i and i wanted to get to the bottom of it however he said this in closing when it's my time the same demon would come for me when i'm at my weak point or when it's time when it's my time to go cross over the demon would be there to take me that was it and he prayed he prayed for my dad and he prayed for the family and uh, he was gone the demon it never came back my dad totally stopped screaming and he was at peace afterward i know it never worried my dad again but i feel that although that he didn't return he may have had a dire effect my dad was soon after diagnosed with cancer and it was in the last stages and it was too late for treatment and uh, he soon passed on afterwards I was raised Catholic but my grandparents my dad's mom and dad were were Hindus The tradition in Hindu culture is whereby the priests would do an exorcism on on someone that that that's possessed or remove demons from homes and release the demon into the rivers 
away from basically civilization from houses and stuff like they would go off to a far river and and release the demons into into the river and my dad used to uh, those were his places to to catch his wild birds and i would assume that this is where this thing latched onto my dad perhaps the demon knew that my dad had a weakness and decided to attack him because he probably knew that my dad was dying my dad never knew this we never knew this until he got really sick i acquired a job uh, out of the province and i had to move i was in my own place It was two months later, and I went back to the house after my dad's passing. I was hurting inside because the, there were empty spaces in that house because he was not there, and it it felt hollow. It felt quiet, and I stared into his bedroom and just realized that you know he's not around anymore. I walked to the lounge. and i think secretly i i called out to that demon you know as if are you still around are you hiding from me did i defeat you did you take my dad i still go to the house and uh, i spend some nights in the lounge you know i bunk on the couch sometimes just to see to get in touch or No. I I I think that's my one wish uh, is to face him head on again. If I were to see him experience him or sense him in some way, I would definitely take him on. I promise you that. Thank you, Austin, for sharing your story with the spooked. There was no score for that piece was by Leon Morimoto. It was produced by Zoe Ferrigno. Darklands blow, we walk this path together. Spook season six, be afraid. If you have a story of your own battle against the darkness, I need to know it. I need to know it right away, quick, in a hurry. Email us, spooked at snapjudgment.org. There is nothing better than a spook story from a spook listener. Let us know, spooked at snapjudgment.org. Yes, you can get spook gear at snapjudgment.org. And remember, if you like your storytelling under the bright light of day, 
get the amazing, the stupendous, the Snap Judgment podcast. It might just change your life. It's storytelling with a beat. was created by the team that would never burn a book except except for maybe Mark Ristich because he roasts marshmallows over flaming library books he does I've seen him do it there's Anna Sussman Eliza Smith their chief spookster Chris Hambrick Annie Nguyen Lauren Newsom Leon Morimoto Renzo Gorio Teo Ducat Davy Kim Bo Walsh Marissa Dodge Zoe Ferrigno Tiffany DeLiza Ann Ford and Doug Stewart the spook theme song by Pat Masini Miller. My name is Glenn Washington. And sometimes you just have to trust yourself. There's no need to ask around to see what someone else thinks. If you feel the icy hand on the back of your neck, friend, run. Neither do you have to explain why you do what you do. Let them understand that in your house, you will never, ever, never, ever, never, ever Never, ever turn out the lights. This story was summoned in the dark of night by KQED and PRX.